In a world with way too many podcasts comes Jeff Talion and this guy, the podcast to end all podcasts, with some pieced together recording equipment, a couple loosely informed topics, and a coin. These three friends set out to forever change the next hour of your life. Jeff Talion and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Joseph Eric and Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Not suitable for children. Hey guys, welcome back to another weekly installment of Jap Italian and this guy. I'm Morgan. I'm Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Joseph. <laughs> Eric is not here today. And you know what happens when Eric doesn't show up? We may f- make fun of him endlessly. Yeah, I mean, we do that when he's here too, though. <laughs> No All goes. hell breaks loose! <laughs> you fools! I am never absent. I'm always lurking in the shadows, hiding in the matrix, listening, rubbing my nipples delicately, slowly lowering my hand past my belly. Oh, oh God. Oh, hold on. What were we talking about? Joseph. Yes. Before we start ranting on tangents, you want to tell them what we do. Okay. Um, you could have said no, you don't want to. Because that's the that real answer the to the question. answer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just in case this happens to be the first episode you're listening to, which could be a thing. Um, anyway, we get together and talk about stuff and then we one of us researches a topic and we sort of randomly choose who goes over their topic we go over the topic and the other two if they're here listen politely you lying ass motherfucker <laughs> shit ain't nobody polite yeah no that's that's basically it we uh usually flip a coin we're not doing that shit today are we no fuck that the coin flip's supposed to be between you and eric but there's only an empty chair where Eric would have sat today. That sounds sad. You mean to pause this so you can... Fuck around with my phone? Text somebody back. No. My phone's doing stuff. I didn't ask it to do stuff. We do. We talk about shit from the last week. You got anything on your list? Not really. Nothing I care to go over. Go over it. Nothing really. Oh, that's some bougie I'm sorry. bullshit. <laughs> Oh, I, did, I was looking at um, Facebook today, and they did that, you know, Wish does that weird thing where they're like, hey, check out these things. And <laughs> the shit you don't care about. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> sometimes it's like, sometimes I can see that it might be something that whatever algorithm they're working with might lead them to think I'm into, like, weird sex stuff, you like, know? Like the fucking urethra vibrator that came across my shit for God knows why. Yeah, yeah, like sometimes... Um, like pantyhose will come across my thing that have like a place for your dick, you know? When I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Or like diapers, like sexy diapers for people. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> the DDLG shit. But I'm like, you know, because it's not really my thing, you know? But I can see, you know, how some of my stuff might bleed over into that or how people who are into what I'm into might also be into those things or whatever. But anyway, this one showed up today that was really weird. It was, um, they look like rollerblades, but then they had this like spring underneath them, kind of like those uh, springs, like a bow or a truck spring, you know? I don't know why you'd want to jump aided by a spring while rollerblading, but apparently somebody thought it was a good idea. I think I've seen those. They're like moon shoes or some shit, moon boots. So you, like, bounce? Yeah, except there's rollerblades on it. Wait, what? Yeah, like, I've seen the ones where it's, like, a spring that kind of looks like a prosthetic foot or leg. Uh-huh. And people, like, run and jump with them and shit. But this has rollerblades on the bottom of it. The increased jumping was not enough for somebody. They wanted to also roll. <laughs> what the fuck? It sounds, I don't know. 
maybe I'm too much of a dad, but it seems incredibly dangerous. <laughs> it's not the type of shit you let your kids order off of Wish. No, no. <coughs> Stick to um something. Urethra vibrators? Yeah. <laughs> Stick to urethra vibrators. Those are safer. Oh, God. What the fuck? I just cringe thinking about it. It's just not my thing. The urethra thing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm too much of a prude. I can't imagine what you could lubricate it with because you got to lubricate that thing, right? Bacon grease. That wouldn't burn the inside of your dick. Ugh. Huh? I don't know. Think about it. I'm getting really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't you make look, me think you about look it. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> oh man. If you're not going to school today, you're gonna have to get your urethra vibrated. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What else you got? <laughs> that's, that's, huh? about, that's about it okay all right uh well i'll tell you something i got okay yesterday um yesterday when i left here went to the mall with brandy and when we were leaving you know the mall traffic's always like jacked the fuck up on harvison you know and uh i went to get in the lane to you know get on the interstate or whatever and I saw this car in front of me, and it had a bumper sticker on it that said, you just got passed by a girl. First of all, I'm like, so the fuck what if I did get passed by a girl? They drive. We all drive. Who gives a fuck? People what? pass each other. And then I thought about it, and I was like, this bitch is trying to fucking emasculate me with a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, that's where I would go. That's exactly it. what that is. You know, like, guys can't get passed by a fucking girl. Because girls are supposed to be the slow ones. Girls are the worst fucking drivers. <laughs> Take that, bitch. <laughs> you got passed by a girl? No, uh-uh. I just got behind her, and I saw the bumper sticker. Even if I did, what, are you going to make fun of me? No. no. Yeah, you were. Triggered. That's where you were going with it. <laughs> That's where he was going with it, everyone. He that might have been Danica Patrick driving. Yeah, that bitch would pass me. And she'd do it with fucking elegance because she knows how to fucking drive. <clears throat> I assume she knows how to drive. She does it for a living, doesn't she? Or did? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Another thing I got on my list is that there's nothing wrong with me. Except that you get triggered by bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, hey, you're fine. Honestly, I was expecting the bumper sticker to have triggered you. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> oh, you're trying to bait me. Well, it I'm, did trigger me. I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> you know that shit would bother you. <laughs> yeah. Especially would. if you did get passed by her. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, kind of God. expecting it to not be a female driving. Yeah, it was. Like some dude with like a mullet and like a handlebar mustache. <laughs> you see shit like that, though. You see like the fucking effeminate bumper stickers, a pink fuzzy steering wheel thing, and like some jewelry hanging from the fucking uh, rearview mirror, mm -hmm. and then a dude in the seat, in yeah. the driver's seat. Like not just, not just a dude, because there are dudes that like effeminate stuff like that, but it's a dude that's dressed in a way that would stereotype him as not effeminate. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Like that. some thug-looking guy with his hat fucking tilted down and the seat laid back a little bit. <laughs> he dropped his girl off at work and borrowed her car. <laughs> That's where I go with it. You've been judged. Yeah, it could be a borrowed car. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with your girl dropping you off at work or you dropping her off at work. Guys. And there's nothing wrong with uh, borrowing her car. That's right. Sometimes you got to borrow a car. I borrow Brandy's car. I don't borrow it, but I have driven it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Nobody's right. judging you. They are lying. They are always judging you. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. Um, It took... 
seeing two therapists simultaneously and having a really good support group of friends last year to help me realize there's nothing wrong with me. What what are what thing are you talking about? Like nothing wrong with your health or with your mental state or your emotional state or something? Um, the shit that uh, so you know there was a girl I dated previously to Brandy. Yeah, we don't like to mention her name. I don't. You guys might. You guys might walk out of here and just go. Blah, 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 She's blah, so blah. great. <laughs> I don't know. I really miss her. <laughs> <laughs> we we leave out of here and we go hang out with her. Yeah. And talk about you. Yeah. Um, no, she made me feel dumb and... Uh, okay, yeah. And, you know, insufficient and, you know, that things that I did because I have a certain, like, sexual nature and, you know, stuff like that because I'm a sexual guy. and You have normal urges. They are normal. The mm-hmm. urges are normal. I'm normal. There's nothing wrong with that. Women... If you're listening, if there are any women listening, it's okay if your guy wants to look at porn and jack it. It actually has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it doesn't have a fucking thing to do with you. Yeah. And he needs to do that. So back the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, women don't have that problem because they have they produce one cell a month. In the reproductive process. Yeah. Men can distribute over 200,000 sperms in one ejaculation. We naturally, biologically have to get that shit out of us. That's a lot of death. You say that's a lot of death? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of missed opportunities. A lot of unborn children mm-hmm. laying on the floor. A lot of failure. Jatalian and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Just Farrakhan Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Yeah, just, it's normal. Leave him the fuck alone. Let him jack it. Shut up. Why don't you fucking help him? Okay. Uh, sorry, like that's... you're not quite over it, but... No, I am, man. Okay. I'm over it. But I'm glad you're... Did you get it in pa- a paperwork? Paperwork, like a stamp of, like... I'm over it, and I've moved on. Yes. Next... Brandy had a uh, Brandy, you know, uh, she works at a um, trucking company and yes. she works in the claims department, which means if they're shipping something and it gets fucked up, then she has to deny the claim <laughs> or <laughs> accept it and pay it. But, you know, they get paid to deny them. You have been denied. Um, Probably. Yeah, I'm sure they get that. It looks better to their boss when they deny more claims, I'm sure legitimately of course um find the loopholes so they don't have to pay anyway some guy called because he had a claim and she denied it and so the dude called and she was like hey burr, 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 you know with <laughs> such and such a freight line and he was like hey i'm sorry she was like what <laughs> and he was like i just find that when i call and i speak to a woman it's better to start off the conversation with i'm sorry <laughs> like, so funny. she's telling me this story and she's like excited to tell me this story because this guy's a dweeb whatever and i'm like this motherfucker's flirting with you you got guys <laughs> flirting with you at fucking work is that what's going on right now <laughs> it's about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah, I thought that was funny though. Yeah, I didn't laugh when she told me, and I think she was like, she was like, "Okay, never mind, change the subject. All right, I won't talk about that again." But you know, I um, I like to when I find myself in that situation where I'm the dude, that dude calling, yeah, and it might be a conflict or like a stressful thing that's bothering me or whatever. Yeah, I usually like to um, whether it's in person or over the phone, uh, compliment the person like early on in the conversation. Mind control. I'd be like, oh, I love your voice, or that's a nice name, or hey, you got great nails, or, you know, (laughs) wow, man, you got some cool hair, you know, if it's a dude, you know, I mean, you got to come up with a compliment. I find that helps. If you're in person, though, right? Well, over the phone, you can compliment people on their voice, or their, oh, yeah, you know, their name, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you can try and compliment them on their physical characteristics, but that 
comes off as insincere. All right. <laughs> it's poking <laughs> holes in my shit, Joseph. <laughs> poke, well, poke, Eric's, poke. Eric's not here. Eric's not here to poke holes. Yeah. I totally expected Eric to be here to poke holes in my shit. With this, uh, the he the guy that. saying I'm sorry and with the girl bumper sticker bullshit. Yeah, he missed an opportunity. Yeah, you missed out, Eric. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Why don't you catch up on your sleep? Get some sleep. <laughs> Being a social justice warrior is exhausting. It shouldn't be too difficult to count sheep. Um, that was that was a joke maybe. on like. Uh... He does like numbers and statistics. <laughs> it's probably really exciting for him. That was a joke on social justice people being sheep. Oh. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> was it? Totally went right past me. <laughs> the best ones are the ones you have to explain. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, see, Eric, I'll make fun of you. Just not when you're here. So, you have a topic because it's your turn today. Yes, I have a topic. Because we're done with our uh, weekly review shit. All right. T -t -t topic. What you got today, Joseph? Get my readers on here. This might end up being a mini-sode. It might, yeah. All right. So the I just titled I just a title I just threw on it. I don't know if this is gonna work for a working title or not. Ooh. I'm calling this the ghosts of the Crescent Hotel. <gasps> the Crescent Hotel. Yeah, the Crescent oh, Hotel. Oh, shit. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? Hell yeah. Oh, man, that place is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Hell yeah, I'm excited about this. Where are you, Eric? I think Eric, I don't know if Eric's been there. I'm trying to remember. He went to, he, I don't know. I think he went to he the went other to Pineville. place. Yeah, I Pine think he went to the other place in Arkansas. He didn't go Eureka to Eureka Springs. Springs? Okay. Uh, I don't think so. I know he went to Pineville because he's talking about that. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. Oh, man, that hotel's so fucking cool. The stories mm -hmm. are fucking ridiculous. Ooh, I'm excited. Well, don't get too excited. Okay, I'm no longer excited. <laughs> We're going to take a break. All right, we'll be back. All right. Look in your car's rearview mirror. What do you see? It's some asshole. Now look in your car's vanity mirror. What do you see? That's right, another asshole. You know it, but maybe others don't know it. Well, now you can enlighten the poor fools. JT and TG present Bumper Stickers for Assholes. Just slap one of these bad boys on the back of your oversized pickup truck or your tiny, fuel-efficient, brightly-colored, weird-ass clown car and feel good about yourself. Delight and the sense of righteousness as you watch the triggered faces of your oppressors in your rearview mirror. Their twisted expressions of confusion and disgust mean you're right and they are wrong. We'll print whatever offensive crap you can think of, or choose from some of these inspired triggers. You got passed by a girl. Obama Trump 2024. I love your wife. The South is gonna do it again. My stick figure family. I break for antiques. My child's an honor student. To order, just drop off a check at your mom's house. One of us will be by to pick it up. All right. I guess we're back from a fucking break. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Hey. back. Yeah, it's just me and Joseph. And Eric. In spirit. Um, actually, there's a science behind that. <laughs> was that a good imitation? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. It's terrible. Just sounded like me saying something he would say. It did. Yeah, that's what it was. That's how I do imitations. It is said that imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. You cunt. I wonder if Eric wants us to call him on video chat. Nope. Nobody will be able to see him. Oh, well then we can just call him on regular phone. Regular chat. Should we duct tape the phone to, <laughs> to his microphone? <laughs> this is when we need the blow-up doll for his chair. Or for my chair when I'm not here, or your chair when you're not here. <laughs> oh, Eric.
We don't want that blow up doll to be too sexy, though. Yeah, we might replace Eric. Oh, we might replace Eric. <laughs> He's got issues with self doubt and shame. Let's make fun of him. <laughs> she's she's so nice. She laughs at my jokes. <laughs> you have a topic, and your topic was the ghost of the Crescent Hotel. So my sources on this are Wikipedia, which is always a source I use. It's more of a jumping off point, really. There you go. And then uh, Ranker, historichotels.org, mm. America's Most Haunted Hotel.com, and a book called Ghost Hunting True Stories of Unexplained Phenomenon from the Atlantic Paranormal Society. I have a friend named Ryan. I can say his first name. I don't have permission for anything else. Okay. Ryan. Oh, he does. Uh, he does the ghost stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've met that guy. Yeah. He travels. To, he's probably been to the Crescent Hotel. Motel. Oh, hotel. 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 Yeah, it's indoors. Yes. Um, yeah, he's probably been there. But he used to have that show on the fucking Travel Channel or A&E or some shit like that. Oh, really? Yeah. What was it called? I don't know, man. Oh, ghost hunting for fun or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> ghost hunting with my dick. <laughs> yeah. Come on, ghost. I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they would call it that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he would have been a great guest to have on here for this. Maybe. Um. Oh, okay. You know what? No, Joseph, this is a great topic. No, no, and you're you probably No, no, it's all right. I'm going home. <laughs> Fuck this. I just mean for insight because he he's not only he deals with ghosts. Yeah, you did this to me with the juggalos thing. You were like, "Why don't you call Tom? What's up with Tom?" Tom's not even a juggalo, dude. No, he's not. He did say that the juggalos episode is his favorite episode yet. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he said that shit the other night. And I was like, bullshit. He said, yeah, I mean, come on. I'm from Detroit. They're from Detroit. We're all from Detroit. And I was like, so the fuck what? Chrysler's from Detroit. You love Chrysler's, motherfucker? I didn't say that. But I wanted to, damn it, Tom. It's <laughs> <laughs> that juggalo love. <laughs> uh, oh, he said Fago's from Detroit. I'm from Detroit. ICP. <laughs> it's all Detroit up in here, representing. I know we're getting off topic all of a sudden. And we're off on another tangent. But um, I found do. on YouTube, there is a like a dating game show for Juggalos. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is fucking great. The worst part about it is that fucking dude, who is probably my least favorite thing about Juggalos, um, the, the okay. cult leader, um... Silent, Violent J. Violent J, I think. Yeah, does the uh he's like the host. He's a terrible host. Yeah. Like of all the fucking lunatics that are involved in juggalo culture, they could have cho- I feel like they could have chose a better dude. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. J. But <laughs> I'm also not a juggalo, so what the fuck do I know about it? Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Crescent. The hotel. Crescent Hotel is a historic hotel at 75 Prospect Avenue in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Wait, now I got to take this off of my list. What? The Crescent Hotel? Fucking Crescent Hotel. Was that on your list? Yeah, it's on my list. No shit, really? Yeah. Yeah, man. I was intrigued with that place when I went there. Yeah, me too. I've been intrigued with it since the day I set foot in that town. The whole fucking town intrigued me when I got there. I love yeah. that place. Hell Yeah. Eureka Springs, Arkansas is just a beautiful place. It is so beautiful there. You know, it's, remember it started snowing the day we left? Yeah. That morning? Oh, man, it was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it really is. Let's see. Uh, the hotel is billed as America's Most Haunted Hotel, which Damn. is a pretty tall claim. No shit. Because uh, um, what's his name? H.H. something? You know um, what I'm talking about? H.H. Yeah. H. H. Holmes? H.H. H. Holmes, yeah. Yeah. He uh, he had the fucking Cecil Hotel, right? Or, uh, or did he do one in Chicago? I was he in his, Chicago? I think he was in Chicago. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. 
But and, yeah, and I don't know who who said it's because it says it's billed as America's most haunted hotel. That's according to who? I don't know. Which, you know, kind of like which when you source have like, gave that to you? Yeah, like when you have fighters and they're like, you know, I'm the the greatest in the world. Oh, that's just you <laughs> saying that, dude. I mean, I wouldn't say that just to Cassius Clay, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't question Cassius on that. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Anybody can make a claim. Yeah. Yeah. I can call myself whatever I want. I do. I call myself <laughs> whatever I want. Hey, by the way, um, I just want to say about Wikipedia. You ever notice that you fucking Google something and Wikipedia is the first motherfucker there with information? Yeah, that's usually why I'd go there. Yeah. So if it's like, and it is not the best source, right? Because people can go in and change the information on Wikipedia, apparently. Yeah, but there's they do verifications on it, which is why I think it's acceptable because there's places where you can check where they got that information from. Ah. You know, and it'll say if it's not verified or if it needs more verification. Ah, okay. If you check their sources. Well, sometimes they'll say it right in the article, in the Wikipedia article. Okay. It'll just be like right at the top of the chapter. It'll be like, we need more verification on the following information. Okay. But here is the information according to who the fuck ever. Didn't mean to cut off your, uh, you've been trying to do this topic, get this topic started for the last 20 minutes. Sorry, man. (laughs) All right. So you can't do ghosts without doing some of the history. So here's some of the history of uh, Crescent Hotel. The Crescent Hotel was built in 1886 as a resort for the rich and famous, but quickly became unmanageable and fell into disrepair. In 1908, it was reopened as the Crescent college and conservatory for young women oh yeah i thought it i thought it started as the women's college uh no apparently it was a resort before that wow okay um the uh institution closed down in 1924 then opened again in 1930 as a junior college for women still i believe so yeah okay after the college closed in 1934 the crescent was leased as a summer hotel um, 1937, it got a new owner, Norman G. Baker. Norman G. Baker. You guys remember that name? <laughs> That's right. I'm just he's, kidding. <laughs> he's not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but he said... <laughs> he turned the place into a hospital and health resort. Baker, a millionaire inventor and radio personality, styled himself as a doctor, despite having had no medical training. Like Nostradamus. I am Nostradamus. Yeah, fucking charlatan. (laughs) I'm a doctor. (laughs) He claimed to have discovered a number of cures for various ailments, including cancer, and launched frequent attacks on organized medicine, which he accused of being corrupt and profit-driven. It's like an early form of Q culture stuff there. How so? Well, he's like attacking an established uh, science-based thing, saying they are they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, okay. I got you. But they don't know what they're talking about, but I have the real information. I got you. Do this crazy thing. Let me do this crazy shit to you when you're sick. Tickles for nickels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, having been run out of Iowa for practicing medicine without a license, Baker moved his cancer patients to Arkansas and advertised his new health resort at the Crescent. In 1940, federal charges were filed against Baker for mail fraud, and he spent four years in prison. Crescent Hotel was left ownerless until 1946. In the spring of 46, Crescent Hotel was purchased by John R. Constantine, Herbert E. Shutter. Herbert Blyfield and Dwight Nichols. All together? Yeah, I guess they all went in on it. Pulled Wait, their money what year together. was that? Uh, 1946. On March 15th, 1967, the hotel nearly burned to the ground. Thankfully, it didn't. That would have been a drag. Yeah. You know, it would have left that town with a lot less uh, ways of staying a town, too. Yeah. That hotel's like, crucial to that town's heartbeat. In 1997, Marty and Elise Ronick, 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 yeah, I believe that's how you say it. Sorry, 
Elise, if I got your name wrong. You said it three times. <laughs> Purchased the Crescent Hotel for $1.3 million uh, and oversaw a six-year restoration and renovation of the hotel rooms. Marty Roenick died in a car crash in 2009. Elise Roenick remains the hotel's current owner. Um, she actually does a lot of nice stuff for the town as well. And I believe she collects, uh, oh, what are they called? I don't think they're called calliopes, but it's like a large machine that plays uh, music, almost like a large music box, you know? But it's like the size of like an organ. You know what I'm saying? What? No, I d I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called, though. Jukebox? Well, yeah, except it's like it's all mechanical and... It's like oh, not, so it plays music like a music box. Plays music like an organ, yeah, like a music box. Like there's some system of mechanics you do to it, and then it starts playing music. Shit, no, I don't know what you're talking about though. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Okay, just forget I said anything. Okay, <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this this little part is just something I I wrote up because this is the way I remember the Doctor Baker um, stuff. All right. After you know living there and hearing it from various people, um, Doctor Baker would um, bring in these uh, people who were sick and have them stay up at the hotel, or not at the hotel, but at his quote unquote hospital, uh -huh. at his cancer hospital. He'd have them. Uh, he'd have the patients write letters to their loved ones requesting more funds and speaking of like how they're recovering. This is the doctor, not really a doctor. The quote Norman unquote Baker. doctor. Yeah. And then uh, he would have them date the letters at times in the future. That way, when the patients would uh, die or go hopelessly insane, he could still harvest funds from their families by sending the letters out and requesting more money. Mm. His cures involved opening up people's skulls and placing things like ground-up watermelon seeds, mashed walnuts, and mineral oils on their brain and then closing their skull up again. How'd that work out? This would have horrifically painful effects on the patients, causing oh, them insanity and God. death. He would remove the cadavers under the cover of night and supposedly had an asylum in the building to hold the people as they were suffering. That's the way I remember hearing about it, more or less. Um, because I didn't really, I didn't run across anything about an asylum in the place, but I remember people telling me about it, that there's sections of the hotel that are like so haunted that they don't really use them. You, back in your married days, you bought a house right next to this place, didn't you? Yeah, right downhill from it, yeah. Yeah. In the shadow of the Crescent Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Back when I was a much younger man, and I could still get erections without the use of medicine and pumps and other confounded contraptions and doohickeys, I used to live right next to a haunted hotel. Oh, that house should have been condemned. I used to dream about hanging myself in that house. Oh, I miss those days. I truly do. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that place should have been condemned when we bought it. That's what your dad said. <laughs> said it was fucking horrible it the was damn safe for humans yeah to live there in. was like floor just missing in mm -hmm. the house where he is like crawl space and joists or something yeah yeah there's a <laughs> section of the floor you could stand on and it would just like move up and down you know because it was a balloon framed house oh yeah yeah where it's like uh wood from top to bottom instead yeah. of like flooring and, and walls built on top of yeah the so what yeah. would today be a platform was actually became detached from the wall in places, Jesus. you know? Wow. From rot and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But it's a, I mean, that town is beautiful. It really it, is. I don't know if it's been fixed up a lot since you bought that house there. The whole town's been fixed up since I lived there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, it is immaculate. I, I loved the architecture on the homes, the architecture of the, the church right there, the hotel, mm -hmm. Uh, the grottos with the springs in them and stuff. They're yeah. Fucking beautiful. I, I love it. Yeah. It's place. really beautiful. Yeah. It's like beautiful any time of the year because it's all a different beauty because they have like four seasons in Arkansas. 
you know, there's like distinctive <laughs> seasons. Not like here where it's like Hot. fucking armpit <laughs> 90% of the year. All right. So the ghosts. Oh, my point to that was oh. didn't a couple of years ago, um, some shit washed down from the hotel that it had been uncovered. Oh, yeah. They, um, they were ex- expanding the parking up at the Crescent Hotel. Uh-huh. And dug up a stash of uh, like medical bottles, like a little medical dumping ground or something. And um, they, you know, called in people, I think from the University of Arkansas or something to like do like an archaeological uh, excavation of it, you know. Wow. Because was this stuff related to your uh, alleged doctor or your self-proclaimed doctor? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I believe it was related to Dr. Baker. Keep saying doctor. He's not a doctor, but people say Dr. Baker. Yeah. Like it's one of those things. He's not a doctor, Dr. Baker. <laughs> but yeah, it's related to that. And I think they, you know, probably put them up in the uh, in the hotel somewhere so people can see them now. What, I'm like sure. these jars of like people's cut off ears or whatever it was? Probably, yeah. Ugh. I would assume I have, so. I have pictures. Uh, that's what I was looking at a second ago. Pictures from the hotel that I took. Uh, here's one of the hotel. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Can you guys see it? Am I holding it right? <laughs> Here's one of the crescent moon that's uh, like made out of steel or whatever, and it's got some designs welded into it. It's fucking, yeah, it's that's like, badass piece of art right there. I like it. Yeah. Old fucking 100-year-old radiators in the hallways. That's a really good photo, actually. That is a good photo. I like the way that you uh, the angle. laid that out. Yeah. yeah. And then this, this what, it looks like something... Oh, yeah, that looks time like a, machine thing. A unicorn horn. This, to me, looks Somebody's like something sculpture, you would yeah. put in someone's ass and then turn on. Yeah, well, that's kind of big, but yeah. I, mean, I think it's probably over six feet tall. We definitely watch different porn. <laughs> <laughs> Some tentacle porn shit right there. Oh, I watch tentacle porn. <laughs> it's been a while. I've been kind of off the porn for a while. Oh, shit. Congratulations. I just ain't felt like doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a phase. Just ain't been feeling it. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's great. All right, back to the ghost. Sorry. All right. Um, the doctor and his staff may still roam the halls. Uh, given that the uh, Crescent Hotel was once a house of death and lies, <laughs> it sounds like something somebody would say when they're divorcing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out of this house of death and lies. <laughs> it makes sense that the patient's spirits might still haunt the halls. Uh, some guests have reported seeing and hearing nurses with medical carts walking through the halls and rooms. Whoa. Others claim to have seen a nurse pushing a gurney toward the basement, which used to serve as the morgue. I see the doctor himself, doctor that's in, that's in quotes. Did he die there? Uh, no, he didn't. Hmm. I forget where he died. I think he died peacefully at home because you get to do that after you murder people. Oh God. Um, The doctor himself might also remain in the old hotel. The shape of a man wearing purple, a color Baker often wore has reportedly appeared in the old recreation room in the basement and at the foot of the stairs. I want to stay there. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get a room there. Yeah. Some of the actual individual rooms are haunted, which is cool. Oh man. Wow. So one of the first ghosts, um, a first tragedy to happen within the Crescent Hotel's walls dates back to the building's construction. Oh, shit. A man died during the construction, which is not unusual for a construction project. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Back then. Well, even now, like when you worked on that place downtown, I'm sure they had a, a set-aside expectation that a certain number of people are going to get maimed or killed on this job, and we need to be ready for it financially or legally. What the fuck did he just say? I don't know. Uh, I know that like five or six years ago in New York, there was an accident on a job where a crane dropped something on a port-a-john while a guy was in it. And that was national news, which leads me to believe that it doesn't wow. happen very often anymore. Like you met, oh, geez. Yeah. I imagine it's pretty quick death. For the person. For the love of God, I hope so. But just having to be there and witness it would be traumatic. Yeah. Like some dude literally getting squashed like a bug because the shit cranes are picking up is often really heavy. That's why they're using cranes. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you use a crane. <laughs> it's just a big block of something, and it yeah. just flattens and, and out. And the shit they're building in New York isn't, isn't small, so these cranes are probably, you know, either built tall or they're attached to the building at a high level, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, what... Yeah. In Manhattan, you can only go up. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways... Oh. Yes. All right, back to your construction worker death. Okay, uh, Michael was supposedly a mason who worked on the hotel's construction in 1885. Michael, we got a name. Mm-hmm. As the story goes, he slipped and fell from the second floor down to the first and died on impact. Damn. After his death, one of the hotel rooms built on that site, room 218, has become the building's most frequently haunted location. Wow. Check it out. My head just filled with stories about... Job site accidents. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are those people still there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well. Or some memory of them still walking around? These are like almost deaths. This homeowner was cleaning up his job on the weekend or something and was like throwing shit out his the second story balcony Yeah, to his daughter's bedroom or whatever. And he was just like throwing wood off into the pile. And something he grabbed and was throwing off had nails in it. And it grabbed his shirt and it took him with it and he went down and like crushed both of his legs i think he landed oh my God. i think he landed on his feet and it crushed his legs yeah wow. <laughs> so the remainder of the job he's like on one of those mechanic creepers <laughs> like <laughs> scooching around the job <laughs> dude i've done that with chucking things out windows on jobs before oh my God. where a nail will catch my shirt but it's never taken me uh, it just usually destroys my shirt. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, he's a little guy, a little frail guy, and, and had no business cleaning up a construction yeah. site. He should yeah. have left that shit to the people he paid to do it. That's but, a good advice for you homeowners out there. Just you hired someone to do it. Just let them do it. Go do whatever the fuck it is you do. You met Ronnie, right? Uh, the guy I used to work for when we set all those tent electrician. Poles. Yeah, he was doing a job down in Charleston where they were taking. Uh, this is be my last story. And we're off on another tangent. That's all right. Um, they were taking a giant fan um, up. Oh, like and, one of those big industrial, like uh, f- the ones they have in factories are like 20 feet across or yeah, something. Yeah, but it was in like, it was in like a church or something. They were going, or a clock tower or some kind of tall thing. He said they were about four stories up, Ooh. you know, and he just heard. He just heard people go, um, <gasps> and then one of his guys fell. Oh, God. And he went down there, and the dude, like, this is eerie to me. The dude was like, I can't see. Is my brain coming out of my head? Like, he was still alive. Oh, my and God. And he was asking, like, if his brain had come out of his head because he hit the ground so fucking hard. Oh. Yeah. He he made it. Is he all right? Yeah, he made it. Oh, <laughs> but, man. That, that could shit, kill you. Yeah, Ronnie was like heartbroken about it and shit. He talked to me about that stuff a couple years ago. It was fucking that's sad as hell, dude. I'd feel awful, you know, if I'm asking somebody to do some dangerous task and they fall and get injured, let alone die. Mm. Yeah, I fell through some uh, scaffolding while framing. Actually, in when I lived in Eureka Springs, yeah, I was the guy was teaching me how to frame, and we built some scaffolding. And I was standing on a board, and it just fucking went out. Like, it just snapped. Damn. And it was, it happened, like, real fast. There was no, like, Spider-Man. How high up were you? Um, It was on a slope, and it was, like, so it was probably, like, I don't know, 14 feet or something. Damn. Broke my collarbone. Wasn't that bad. I was on drugs back then, so. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, it hurts. Give Numb me it. something. Numb it. Yeah, it didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Well, I mean, it hurt when it happened, but like, you know, a few days, you know, like a week later, it didn't hurt. Yeah, but right. shit, they gave me opiates or whatever. So, you know, you know how it is. Was. Got them, use them. Okay, so Michael, apparently, the mason, yeah. died in room 218. <laughs> Back to the story. Uh, apparently messes with lights, doors, and electronics. Uh, people can sometimes hear a falling man scream. Oh, shit. Uh, one guest alleges they saw blood on the walls and hands coming out of the room's mirror, this which is, is what I've heard. This is that room 218? Yeah, I've heard about him being related to a mir- to mirrors in the room sometimes. Um, but I also remember hearing people telling me that um, 
he likes to mess with women's hair, like while they're in there, you know? And I get it. I like to mess with women's hair too. You slick motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> sly Masons. <laughs> Don't trust Masons around your girl. That's right. <laughs> okay, the basement used to be a morgue. In the basement, easily one of the more haunted locations in the hotel, visitors have said that they felt fear and perhaps even the touch of a spirit. The basement was Baker's morgue during the hotel's hospital days. When a patient died, a nurse brought the body to the basement and refrigerated it. Then Baker performed an autopsy. Baker performed an autopsy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know what... Just I mean, let, if you're not a doctor, what are you looking for? Just let him do anything. Do you even know what they? to look for if you're not a doctor? Did he have zero medical training? Or did That's he what have they some? Said. They said no medical training. I don't know. Just imagine like what kind of fucking narcissist you'd have to be to wake up one day and be like, I'm a doctor. I can do this. <laughs> and just go try and do it. Wow. I mean, that, that's the kind of shit that makes successful people, but it's also the kind of shit that makes like serial killers and like horrible tragedies, you know? The paranormal activity in the morgue is attributed to a guard that had a hostile nature, according to uh, Ken Fugate, a Eureka Springs historian. Today, the hotel's basement retains a walk-in refrigerator room and an autopsy table. People who visited the basement report getting sick, experiencing lights that go off, and seeing strange orbs or Baker's ghost. Ooh, orbs. Yes, like the ghost lights. Like ghost lights, yeah. I've seen strange orbs. Let's see. Here's another one. Uh, Theodora. Theodora is apparently one former cancer patient who hasn't left her room. Those who stay in room 419, Theodora's former space, might experience a few disturbances. Visitors have reported hearing someone fumbling for their keys outside the door. Mm. Others have claimed their belongings appeared reorganized. Theodora has even reportedly packed visitors' bags, perhaps hinting she wants them to leave. But she's hardly a malicious spirit, according to the hotel's housekeepers. She politely introduces herself as a patient there, then vanishes into thin air. Shit. Uh, the guys who wrote that book that I mentioned before, the, um, the Ghost Hunting uh, True Stories of Unexplained Phenomenon from the Atlantic Paranormal Society, they said that uh, they had one of the, their people staying in that room with Theodore, where Theodora is. Yeah. And he, I guess the dude had trouble getting back into his room, and he felt resistance, and I guess his laptop had been placed up against his door that he had left like on the other side of the room wow. when he left the room. Uh, for, and from what I understand from that book, from what I was reading in the book, I just read mostly the part about Crescent Hotel, but I read a little bit here and there about like what these people are about. Yeah. They are into the idea of trying to debunk the phenomenon. Debunk! Crescent Hotel! Debunk! Like, I, I think they're not as much like me where I just like, I'm, I want it to be a thing. And yeah. I think it's more fun if I just play along. I would like to see a ghost. I've felt ghosts. I haven't actually seen like an apparition. That's what I need um, to see. I don't know if that's true. What if what I was if, on a you, lot of acid? Do so. you think that you went? The, the everyone that goes to the Crescent Hotel today is going hoping to see something. Like they all know before they're not just like let's see what hotels are there in Eureka Springs. You know, I imagine most people know who go there to stay there. Yeah. And if not, there's a fucking museum set up inside the hotel dedicated to the fucking horrors of the hotel. <laughs> yeah. And they have ghost tours and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. And because there's other hotels in town, like I believe the Basin Hotel is also haunted. Damn. I, I feel like it'd be nice to stay there, but it would also be really creepy if you're there and you're a skeptic. You know, say, yeah. say you're a, a skeptical investigator up there and <laughs> yes. uh, some lady walks by in some out of date fucking clothes and goes, hi, my name's Theodora. I'm a patient here. And then just fucking vanishes. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. That would be cool. Oh, Lord. I mean, because like in movies, ghosts are always portrayed as like some kind of horrifying event. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But the. Uh, from what I understand, the ghosts at Crescent Hotel aren't like harming people. 
What about unsolved mysteries? Their their ghosts are mostly harmful. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Theodora. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm done with Theodora. Oh, all right. We're okay. done with you. All right. A young woman fell or jumped to her death. Before the Crescent Hotel became a hospital, it housed the College and Conservatory for Young Women in 1908. 1908. 1908. 1908 is actually not correct. It's a number, not a, um, not a letter. It's like a weird pet peeve of mine. Yeah. When people say, oh, but they but, mean zero. But would you say 1908? I'm the kind of guy who might. <laughs> I can. I, if you said that, I would have no idea what the fuck you were talking about. I would think you're trying to give me some kind of military time. I want to say 1908 because that's what the number is. What it's about 1908? 1908. Fuck, you guys are really floundering without me. You guys are fucking talking about how to dictate dates and numbers. What are y'all doing to our podcast? <laughs> I don't know why I'm so uptight about these things. I don't know what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. That's what. All right, the building. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you, Joseph. You want to masturbate? You go ahead and do it. <laughs> Thanks for your permission. It's totally normal. <laughs> it is. The building served as a hotel in the summers, but it was a college during the off season. A deadly tragedy took place there during this time. Supposedly, a young woman died when she plummeted from a balcony to the floor below. No one knows whether someone pushed her or she jumped to take her own life. Today, some guests report seeing her restless spirit standing near the balcony and hearing her screams. Damn. That would be a creepy one. Just be hanging out and looking out the window and you see something flash by the window, like somebody falling. Yeah. And you look out and there's nobody on the ground. Oh, that's what happens. Imagine that's what would happen. Ooh. I kind of want to stay at the Crescent Hotel. One, the first time I went to Eureka Springs, I think I stayed. I was so drunk. It, <laughs> I stayed. I think I stayed at the Crescent Hotel. Oh God, it's <laughs> it's so sad. You were sleeping in the church parking lot, dude. It's so sad that I <laughs> that so much of my joyous experiences were fucking clouded with drugs and alcohol. Yeah, drugs. I'm sorry. We say drugs. They're all drugs. Drugs. Alcohol is a drug. Okay. <laughs> Ghostly parties take place in the early morning. Not all ghosts in the hotel are suffering souls. Some may be interested in revelry. In the restored crystal dining room, hotel employees have reportedly seen Victorian figures in dress attire dancing and drinking. This paranormal partying usually occurs in the early morning. The revelers include a silent, well-dressed man having a drink and a man named Jacob who says he is waiting for a girl he loved who was supposed to have met him for, at the hotel for breakfast, but never showed. Hotel workers and guests also claim to have witnessed the spirits of a bride and groom appearing in the dining room's mirror. We used to eat breakfast at the Crystal Dining Room when I lived there. Really? They would have a brunch, I think, on Sunday mornings or something. Yeah. It's a, that's a really nice-looking dining room. Good, good place to go when you're like hungover. And get like greasy eggs and bacon. <laughs> All right, some of the ghosts might get a little playful. Oh, the Crescent shit. Hotel ghosts aren't harmful or aggressive, but they can get a little mischievous. <laughs> the dining room ghosts like to move things around at night, sometimes while people are there. One Christmas, the decorations and tree moved across the room during the night. The hotel staff came down in the morning to find menus scattered across the floor. One particular ghost might be responsible for some of this mischievous mayhem. Ghosts have reported seeing the shape of a little boy skipping around the halls and playing in the kitchen. He might also be culpable for making pots and pans fly off their hooks. No one knows the identity of this child ghost. Oh, really? Child ghost. Kid ghost. Okay, and uh, let's see. This last one is Dr. Ellis. Guests of the hotel have reported seeing a man in Victorian dress come out of the elevator, cross the hall, go straight through the through the door to room 212 without opening it. 212. Mm -hmm. I'm writing these room numbers down. That's a good idea. I imagine those are like the hardest rooms to get into. I was going to say, I wonder if they're like more expensive. They might or be. Or more difficult to Because if I stayed at the Crescent, I would 
first want to see if I could stay in one of those rooms. Yeah. I don't know how they do it at the Crescent. Like, maybe they just randomly hand them out. Like, what's... I don't know how they do it at hotels. I assume they just randomly give stuff out, but maybe there's a pattern to it. Maybe you have to fall under a certain criteria. Like, you know, some people want two beds, some want a king, some want smoking, or is that still a thing? Some want a ghost. Some people want a ghost. Yeah, I don't think you smoke in the Crescent Hotel anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think you can smoke in most hotels anymore. You know, I've also heard that there is a cat ghost at Crescent Hotel. I didn't see anything online about it. I remember hearing that. I heard that uh, Morris the Cat used to live there. I don't know Morris the Cat. Yeah, he was a like an orange tabby cat from uh, these like cat food commercials. Yeah. And he had a name, Morris, and you know, he would he was like part of the acting on the commercial. Okay. And he lived at the Crescent Hotel and he's buried at the Crescent Hotel. He's got a tombstone there and everything. Oh shit. Would you, who t- did, maybe your dad was saying that when we went there? He might have, yeah. Yeah. But it, that might be like maybe you were. You know, I think that was like a 70s thing. Late 60s and 70s commercial thing. So from now Meow Mix or whatever. Morris is just kind of wandering the hotel. Scratching up the furniture and shit, and <laughs> yeah. then disappearing, peeing on stuff, knocking fucking shit over on cabinets. I mean, on shelves. <laughs> yeah, that thing that cats do, where they get on a table and just look at you and push something off the table. <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes. But all right, that's that was my topic. Hot topic. You know that um the museum part that's set up inside the hotel has nothing to do with Doctor Baker. It was um it was totally about the women's college that was there and the tragedies that happened. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that museum up there across from Baker's Lounge. Yes, I did, see. I didn't go in Baker's Lounge. I used to love to go up there and get hammered. The place is so cool looking on the inside. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the little area for it, that's that's all it was about. It had newspaper articles all around about the women that were killed or disappeared or whatever that um, went to college there, which is why I thought it started out as a woman's college. I didn't know that it was a recreational resort for the rich oh, and famous, yeah. which makes sense because it's a in a fucking beautiful area, so they always want their fancy shit. Yeah, mm. that, that whole place, um, Eureka Springs, just a beautiful place. Yeah, I, lo- I love this topic. I'm really glad you uh, looked into it. I'm going to go back out there on... Uh... Hopefully to Eureka Springs in late June. I'm at least going to Arkansas. Just not sure where. Not sure where. I go where the family wants me to go. <laughs> I'm loyal like that. Oh, man, I got to piss. Piss break. All right. Was that your topic? That's it. That's oh, all that's I got. the topic. Oh, I ran okay. out of ghosts. Shit. It just it was an abrupt ending when I wrote it and like reread it and like went over it. I was like, yeah, I don't know how else to end it other than that's, that's it. Yeah. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was great. I loved it. It would be it would be really cool to think that there is like a supernatural imprint on a place. Like yeah. if something intense happened in a certain place, then there's like this forever imprint where People 20 years from now can go by there and they can see the occurrence happening again yeah. because it was, it was just such, it had such an impact on that spot or whatever, or maybe there's just certain points in the, on the planet that accept that are more prone to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are certainly places where like very powerful events happened, yeah. you know, like Hiroshima, yeah. you know, um, Places where, you know, with mass graves and stuff. So 2,000 years from now, when people are walking on what used to be Hiroshima or Nagasaki or, or even, uh, well, no, let's go with those two because there were bombs. Are they just going to see somebody standing there and then all the flesh being torn off their face? Yeah, or like a mother covering up her child or something. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Eric missed out. I'm going to keep bringing that up. I'm not letting it go, am I? I wanted to just imitate Eric the whole time, but I have trouble multitasking (laughs) like that. I wanted to interrupt as Eric. Eric missed nothing, you impotent fools. I heard all. 
while I was delicately rubbing my nipples. Oh, my hand. It went down below my belt, round back, to the butthole. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> all right so i guess that's our show then cheer up <laughs> <laughs> oh this was fucking great this is awesome thanks joseph for the topic sure man you do the same for me i would do the same for you um all right well then have a good night have a good morning or whatever it is you want to have Orgy.